you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a guest who is uh, new to me, and I, and I gather you're f- fairly relatively new to the uh, music scene as well. Um, I have a lot of questions about your music, and um, specifically around the, the genre of music you play, and I know everyone hates that question. Before I launch into that, um, maybe the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what it is you do as an artist. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Jennifer Machado. Um, I guess I'm considered an indie artist just because I'm not signed to any kind of label. Sure. Um, but I'm more like singer-songwriter, kind of pop sounding um and i recently i guess last year now released my first ep so i'm brand new to the industry and i am local in winnipeg so yeah cool well <laughs> i mean that's obviously got to be exciting to, to have that ep out and finally people can sort of hear what you're doing and i guess what i was asking uh right off the top of the genre thing i was listening to uh to the ep and it seemed to me like this is very very much pop music i mean it's it's it's, it's extremely yeah. pop i think is the sound of that record but then listening to the songs they struck me as songs that would probably work in more of a stripped down acoustic singer songwriter kind of vibe as well. And then I went to your Manitoba music page and you had yourself described as folk pop, folk pop on there. So that seems yeah. like to me, it made a lot of sense. Do you have sort of, um, what, what do you think of it as? I mean, do you think of it as more of a singer songwriter thing or, or straight up pop music yeah. or something in between? Um, well, the way that I think that I wrote the, the songs were more in like an acoustic kind of sound. So they felt very pop but kind of a mix of the two um once i actually got into studio to record and i had help with production and stuff it yeah. kind of went more in a pop direction which i i find that i do appreciate pop music more so than other genres so naturally i kind of just leaned into that direction but i don't feel like i would strictly say that i'm pop you know what i mean it's i'm still in a very experimental stage in my music i would say well how long have you been doing this i mean i know that again your ep just came out in the summer but um as far as actually writing your own songs and then and, and playing music, how long has that been in the works? Well, I've been singing my whole life. Um, when I was growing up, I actually didn't think that it would be an option for me just because I assumed that people that were successful in the industry grew up with parents that had experience or family um, lessons, unfortunately, were not an option. But I, I've always loved singing. Um, I started playing the guitar, I think, when I was about 13 in a school class, actually. Okay. Um, middle school. And then I, th- I would say I started writing maybe high school. And then during COVID is when I started really, you know, taking that very seriously. I have been doing open mic since I was about 17, I would say. Um, and I actually took place, uh, took part in the um, Young Performance Program through Folk Fest. Yeah, I saw that on your, uh, on your social media. That's very cool. Yeah. So that was really exciting. Um, and then I ended up playing Manifest as well, like the food truck battles and some like night markets and stuff. 
I performed at Folklorama last summer too. So I've been getting a lot more exposure lately. But in terms of singing, I'd say like since I could talk, um, playing guitar, 13, and I've been songwriting since roughly high school, I would say. Cool, cool. So. Well, at all those shows you mentioned, I mean, especially, you know, the Folk Fest Young Performer thing and some of those other festivals yeah. and, and big outdoor events and stuff like that, Folklorama. How did you get those shows? Because those are all very high profile. Like, what do you think it is about your music that has enabled you to get shows like that? Because I think a lot of artists starting out, um, they don't necessarily get shows like that. They might be playing small you know, like you said, open mics and things like that, but uh, you have yeah. seemed to have managed to jump to sort of, you know, relatively high profile gigs um, fairly early on in your, your music career. So do you think that it's, there's something about your songs that sort of um, appeals to that kind of, because I think a lot of those uh, events are sort of aimed at a very wide audience, right? Like a very broad yeah. sort of uh, cross section of people are going to those things. So what do you think right. it is about your songs that maybe makes you a good fit for that kind of an event? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I'm so thankful for all of the opportunities that I've gotten. I know for sure the Young Performers Program was something that I, I've been wanting to get into for a long time. Um, I know that there are artists that I really liked, such as like Taylor Jensen, Olivia Lenny, they've gotten in. And so at the time I was thinking, like, if I want to pursue music, yeah. I need to do these things. I need to follow in their footsteps. Um, I got rejected, I think, twice from the Young Performers Program. And then COVID happened. So that took away another opportunity. The year that I took part in it was the last opportunity I had in the age category. Okay. Because you can only do it until you're 24 or 23. Um, right. I guess after that yeah, point, you're so not considered a young performer anymore, right? <laughs> no, I guess not. Now I'm an old performer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into the Young Performers Program, like it, it was surreal. I was, I just, I had no words to describe the way that I felt getting in. Um, I, I did send them demos because that was before my EP came out. Okay. I guess they accepted my application because of the demos. So it must have been the music. Um, after that, that's kind of when more doors started opening for me. So I did play Manifest based on the Folk Fest sure. program. Um, once I actually released, I started getting a lot more attention from like local radio. I got CBC to play my songs, which is really cool. Um, I did an interview with the University of Winnipeg station, like the campus radio, CKW, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, I'm Portuguese. So I, I feel like in the community, a lot of people started hearing my stuff and they invited me to sing for different events, which eventually led to Folklorama, which was cool. Yeah. So I did play some of my own songs as well as in Portuguese just to, you know, appeal to the crowd. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been so cool and I'm, I'm so thankful. Is there, um, I mean, I, I feel, over the course of doing the show, I've talked to people from all different backgrounds in Winnipeg. You know, I mean, there's there's large music scenes. I mean, there's there's the overall music scene, but then there's sort of little pockets. There's a, there's a big Francophone music scene. There's a big Filipino music scene. There's there's a huge Indigenous scene. Is there a big Portuguese music community in Winnipeg? I mean, that's sort of a, a community I don't really know much about. So I think that there are some. Um, I'm not like I I appreciate Portuguese music. I don't particularly enjoy it. There's like different genres <laughs> that are very popular. I'm definitely more in the pop direction. Like I was singing pop covers. Okay. Okay. Um, but there are a few. I mean, I would say that they're not widely known just because I, I think that non-Portuguese speaking people wouldn't really listen. But yeah, I, I think there are some local bands that are just Portuguese music. But I definitely don't think it's like a direction that I'm going to go into as a permanent thing. It sure. was just kind of something I was experimenting with. Well, I guess you have that in your back pocket kind of vibe. Uh being from that yeah. culture and that community if, if something comes up in the future. Yeah, for sure. So what is... It was um, a lot of fun. I, I bet, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people there too, right? Just getting to experience your yeah. stuff for the first time. Cut your eye, but I was in looking for the chase I 
Now that it's been, you know, a number of months since the, since the EP came out, what's the response been? I mean, uh, obviously you're getting these shows, so people are, someone out there is digging your stuff, but um, like from people you know, people who maybe didn't realize that you were making music or were hearing you for the first time, uh, what's the reaction been to sort of uh, this, this now being out in the world and people getting a chance to listen to it? Yeah, it's been really great. I know that when I released my first single, it was called Lorelei, I didn't tell anybody I was going to do it. I mean, other than close family and friends sure. and stuff. Um, but I just released it and then I posted on Instagram, like, surprise, my debut single is out. And a lot of people that I grew up with, friends, they were all like, whoa, like they were so excited. Um, it's not that they didn't know that I was making music, but I guess they just, they didn't ever have a chance to hear what like a fully produced recorded record could sound like. So yeah, like that was really cool. I didn't really have like a fan base, I would say, you know, when you're releasing, there's people waiting for it. So it's just something that I decided to do. Once I released the EP, I feel like a lot more people were expecting it. Um, I didn't actually end up getting any CDs. I'm still planning to, maybe for like the one year anniversary, but cool. it, it's all streaming. So I did end up doing a poster campaign with Adam, who was kind of a co-writer and a producer on the record. Um, he helped me through the whole release. We actually got into, um, it was like a mentorship program through Creative Manitoba. Oh, cool. So we got into that and he basically acted as like a release manager so he you know he walked me through the whole process of getting like distribution and and you know the promotion of it all that stuff so that was super super helpful I don't think I could have done that without his help um and I think that that's a big part of the reason that it's just been so helpful you know and like even doing different interviews like getting ads and newspapers and stuff like it's it's just been so helpful to have Adam helping me with this and that's Adam from House of Wonders right Yes. Yeah, I'm actually wearing. Oh, right on. Right on. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I know that you've um, interviewed with lots of artists on his label. Yeah, it's a a really good label. For For sure, for sure. (laughs) So, I mean, like, uh, that's uh, sort of uh, having worked with him, were you already interested in some of the bands that he's been in or has produced or has released on that label? Or were you, did you come to this sort of meeting him for the first time and then getting introduced to what he does the first time? Yeah. Well, actually, I'd heard of Yes We Mystic, which he was the singer of. Um, probably when I was high school, early high school. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't really know a lot about the local music scene in Winnipeg. I, I'd known different artists, like I mentioned before, but not to the extent that I do now. Yeah, sure, um, of course. Yeah. I think that like I've always really wanted to record and release music, but I just didn't really know how to go about it. So during COVID, 
I, I feel like because I was home for six months and I didn't go anywhere, like all I was doing was writing. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was thinking, like, I need to do something with this because I have no books and notebooks full of songs. And, you know, so I started researching studios in Winnipeg and House of Wonders came up um, and it just seemed like such an amazing opportunity. So I did reach out like on Instagram. Um, I sent some demos. I asked if he'd be willing to work with me. And of course, he said yes, which was amazing. Um, and it just working with Adam, it just it made everything possible, I would say, because up until that point, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to make music. Yeah. So, yeah, once I started working with him, I started to get to know other artists, too, and kind of how things are. But up until then, I, I feel like I went into a blind. <laughs>
I guess working with him too probably opened up some doors for you as well in terms yeah. of what 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 opportunities come up so a- after the EP was released because you know I mean Absolutely. House of Wonders is a known quantity I mean a lot of those bands he's worked with have done very well in Winnipeg and beyond and so like that's got to be yeah. kind of nice to have that um, have his credit on on your on your release just because for for, sure. that stood out to me as well when I saw it I was like oh cool I mean like I I've had him on my show I I know a lot of the bands that yeah. he's produced so yeah it's it's very very neat that um, you're sort of a part of that that overall group of musicians that that kind of gener- is based around that that label and studio and, and all the stuff he does definitely so i'm not actually signed to house of wonders like the yeah. label but he also like it's kind of like a sister company i guess like there's a label and then there's the studio yeah the recording so studio. Yeah, yeah because we work together through the creative manitoba mentorship program that's part of the reason that it was so hands-on i would say that i, I don't know if it's the same way for people who just go and record with him so the whole process after releasing, like that was all because of the program. Um, but having his name on it and having his reference definitely opened a lot of doors. Like he taught me, you know, like who to send emails to and, and all that stuff. So that for sure helped. Um, but I just wanted to say that it's it's not label related. I just wanted to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot, there's even more people that have just gone in there to record aside from yeah. the bands from the label for sure. And the, so, yeah. I mean, what you just mentioned too is, is that who to email and all those steps kind of what to do. I think we're in an era now where that is all part of it. You can't just be a creative person anymore who's writing songs. You right. have to be your own manager and publicist and all these different things. Yeah. How is that? I had no idea about any of that until I met Adam. Like, that's what I mean when I say, like, I, I don't know what I would have done without him because there's so many things that you just don't realize go into releasing music. Like, I thought, you know, I'd go into a studio, I'd record, I'd release, but like, you have to like master the tracks, you have to mix the tracks, you have to find like a distribution company, you yeah. have to release it. You have to have different campaigns for um, advertising it, you know, and and there's so many connections that you just don't have starting out for the first time. So, you know, having him there to help, like it, it, it was invaluable, I would say. Do you feel that for, you know, whenever you have a follow up come out, you'll have you, you now have the kind of the tools to, to at least start that process on your own Absolutely. and knowing just just the basics of, of who to send this to and who to who to yeah. contact about that? Definitely. Yeah, I feel like. A lot of artists that are on his label, like maybe they don't see the the stuff that's happening in the background. Like they just kind of he does it all for them. But I think that doing that with him as like a partnership to the program, like it it taught me how to do that again in the future. Like I have all the tools now to be able to do that myself, which I like again appreciate so much. Um, and it's definitely something I'll be using for more releases to come for sure. Do you have any uh, releases in the works? Like I imagine. Uh- Based on what you said about the amount of stuff you were writing during COVID, I mean, obviously, you probably have more going on in your life now that the pandemic is hopefully over. Um, yeah, <laughs> that you, you're not just sitting there writing all day. But have you been kind of actively working on new material since the release of this yeah. CD? So I haven't gotten back into the studio yet. I do have tons of songs that I'd like to eventually record. Um, so I'm getting married this year. Oh well, congratulations! Thank you. So I feel like the process of wedding planning is kind of like making me crazy. <laughs> sure. Um, but we've kind of been talking about it and he was saying that maybe like we're going to, um, be applying for different, um, uh, what, what sort of thinking? Grants? <laughs> uh, funding. Yeah. And grants. We're going to be doing that together. And so in probably about January, we're going to start getting back into the studio. Um, and hopefully maybe next year I can release something, maybe the following year, if not. So it's definitely something I'm planning on doing, but I don't have anything quite yet. Well, that's a fairly kind of long uh, timeline between between releases there. I mean, 
you know, you'll have yeah. uh, a number of months, or even a year, maybe even to, to kind of work on new material. How do you think your songs will change um, or will or already have changed sort of from that previous record to, to what's going to come next? Yeah, well, I, I definitely think that I'm still going to, you know, kind of tamper around in the pop kind of area. Yeah. Um, I think that like I really love concept albums. So for me, this last one, The Retrospective Heart, it's to me, it's a concept record for sure. It's like kind of exploring um, the history be- behind other past relationships and okay. where they went wrong to the ultimate, you know, um, conclusion of the last track in retrospect of just like finding yourself and like the person that you're, you know, meant to be with as yeah. easy as that sounds. So I feel like it kind of had like a double entendre a little bit about finding myself in my music because it came full circle for me. Like if I hadn't been through all of those things that happened that I have been writing about, I wouldn't have songs to sing. Right. right? And also it was the realization that going through all of what I did brought me to the person that I'm now ultimately going to marry. And, you know, it was just, it was really an amazing time for me. So that's kind of where that came from. Um, I think that a lot of stuff that I write has been really just ultimately sad. (laughs) So I don't know what's going to be for the next one, but I know that it's going to be for sure like a story and like a concept that'll fit together. So it'll be similar in that way. I'm definitely interested in exploring different sounds, but I think it's going to definitely be in the same pop genre for sure. Cool. Well, I like the idea of the concept albums too. Uh, that that kind of brings up a question for me though is, you know, we're in an era now where people mostly listen to music. Um, they, they have very short attention spans for music, right? I mean, people are yeah. listening to things on on Shuffle or whatever streaming service they're using and they hear, yeah. you know, maybe a full song before they go on to something else. Yeah. If you're trying to put put together a record that, that has that kind of overarching storyline and it is dealing with, uh, you know, maybe more deeper and significant emotions than just kind of a... The typical two-minute pop song, right? How do you yeah. get people to listen, um, like listen well? I guess to, to what you're putting out there. Yeah. When you know that the odds are someone's going to just keep hitting next, 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 and maybe they'll hear, you know, one of your songs if if you're lucky. Right. I think that you know, there's not really anything that an artist can do about that. Even like the big, you know, artists that are like signed to Universal and stuff. For sure, like yeah. for me, I I love just listening to an album from start to finish. I feel like. Most of the time, that's how the artist intended for it to be listened to. But then, you know, you have your singles and like what gets radio play. So people might only know one or two songs, right? Um, I think that I want to write music. You know, I want all my songs to be something that anyone can can relate to and find something in. So like maybe they might not like all my songs, but there's one that really stands out that they can connect with. Um, I feel that once you start to have a solid fan base, like if you have the people that really actually love your music and they're not just you know skipping on a, on a playlist yeah. on the radio I, I i want to create something that makes them want to dive deeper into it you know to actually listen to all the songs and and if they take the time to really think about it like from start to finish like what is the artist trying to say i think that's just kind of a universal experience with listening to music like the artists that you love if you if you really pay attention you can find things that you didn't realize before you know and so if if they take the time to actually pay attention and listen to the storyline it'll it'll have kind of a conclusion in the end yeah um but also my my goal is that individual songs are also good and you know something that they want to listen to because they're all about something else at the end yeah you want them to stand alone outside of the the larger story yeah and also be a kind of an integral part of of the the whole yeah definitely well i'm I'm glad to hear that i mean i'm definitely um old and set in my ways and i still only listen to physical music like you know i don't know how to use spotify or that stuff so 
uh, for me, sitting down and listening to a record start to finish is the way you're supposed to listen to music. So I love hearing right. that people are still doing that because it, it seems so um, so much focus on singles now. I mean, there always has been, I, I guess, in, in certain genres of music and, and pop being a big one, right? But um, yeah, it's nice to hear <laughs> the idea yeah. of making a concept record is still out there and, and people are still embracing it. Yeah, I think it's really important to me just because of the way that I've grown up listening to music because I also do like to listen to physical. Yeah. Um, like I'll put CDs in my car and, you know, like I, I do use Spotify and stuff, especially because I have my music out now. I had to make an account on Spotify. Um, I've always used Apple Music, though. But yeah, like CDs, records, like I like to listen to them. And I feel like, you know, there gets to a point where you just like, you know what song's coming next and you'll start singing it before it starts. Like I've I've always loved that. And especially with certain albums, like um, I grew up listening to Mariana's Trench a lot. Okay. And they have some albums where the song will fade into the next song. Like it, it's seamless. Like you can't yeah. tell where one starts, one ends. And I, that's always fascinated me so much. So it's definitely something that's important to me. I know that probably not very many young people these days would would agree with me there but like to me it's it's very important yeah so again again it's good to hear i think, I think the art of sequencing an album and putting the songs in a specific order and intending it to be listened to a certain way is yeah. i think we're losing it and it's nice it's always good to hear that people are still there are people out there who still want to uh make music heard that way yeah lately i feel like we've been running in circles i can't see the light at the end of this tunnel Running round and round just to end up here right back at the start But if losing me is your biggest fear, why do you leave me in the dark? I'm tired of trying
people are new to you and hearing you about you for the first time on the show, or maybe they've, you know, heard one of your songs or seen a poster or whatever, um, what's the best way to find out more about what you're doing? Um, you know, this is a podcast. Someone could hear it the day it comes out or they could hear it like a year and a half from now, at which point maybe you right. have a new record out. Like what's the best way to kind of keep in touch with you, find out what you're up to and most importantly, hear your music. Yeah. So I don't have a website or anything yet. I'm thinking I'm probably going to start working on one eventually. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. Um, I don't use Twitter. Uh, I have like a rough Facebook account that I've started, just like a page, but Instagram for sure. Okay. Um, my Manitoba Music account from the website would be also very helpful. I, if I have any shows or anything happening, I'd probably post on there as well. Um, but for now, yeah, I'd say just Instagram is like the main thing I use. And then is there anything uh, coming up in the relatively near future as far as shows or any uh, other um, interesting events happening for you? Nothing I'm planning right now. I'd say in the summer, probably I'll do open mics a lot too. Um, there's always just little things that come up. Like I played Holiday Alley a couple of years ago in oh, cool. Selkirk. That was winter, but kind of random. Um, but hopefully like if Manifest comes up again, maybe I might play there. Uh, young performers, unfortunately, I'm not young anymore, so I don't think so. But I mean, the goal would eventually be to play on the main lineup. Like that would be a dream come true, 100. percent So yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's I think a lot of people in Manitoba who play music of any kind kind of share that dream, right? I mean, it's it's always yeah. exciting too to see a local artist who has kind of come up through the ranks and you know at some point in their careers they are playing that main stage or they are getting that kind of uh, that kind of exposure because yeah. it's uh, yeah we have so many good good musicians here. Yeah, for sure. And like, again, like not knowing the music scene in Winnipeg up until I started, you know, creating like it, it, we have so much talent. And I think people don't realize just how much talent comes out of Winnipeg, like from like a Canada wide perspective. Our music scene is really incredible, actually. Yes, we definitely punch above our weight for music. And I think I think you're right. People in like Toronto or Vancouver or Montreal, they they don't necessarily know just how vibrant the music scene is here until they get here. And then it's just like, what? Where did where all these bands come from? Yeah, I know it's it's crazy, but the word I guess Winnipeg is just full of talent. Yeah, I think so that, it's really inspiring. I think the usual uh, excuse people make for it is that we're indoors six months of the year because of the weather. So you know, we have nothing else to do but write music. Uh, yeah, I guess, and and that goes through to like what I was saying about COVID too. I was home for six months, and I just I wrote music. <laughs> awesome. What is the point when all we do is fight? And I'm more in love with the memories than the person by my side What do I do when my plans were always you? And I'm more in love with the dreams and the person I'm sleeping next to How do you know when it's time to walk away from all the Wasn't right. How do you know when it's time? 
months ago But the devil on my shoulder knows that it's over And I'm hanging by a thin thread of hope Looking in the mirror, I don't recognize her either I don't know who I am anymore But it's not just me and not who you used to be And I don't know what we're still doing this for Plans, memories, promises